Hello, and thank you for joining us today. As always, it is such a pleasure and a blessing to be with you. Today, we're talking about something that affects everyone. And the topic of today is change. You know, there's been a lot of change this year. The year 2020 has, has made people focus and, and, and look at many different things, make adjustments and changes in their life. For many countries, they have gone through lockdowns or are still going through lockdowns. And it's given us the opportunity and the time to, to think about what changes we need to make. For some of us, it might be to be more prepared. For others of us, it might be the reflection on knowing what is most important. Maybe it is your walk with the Lord. Maybe it is a fam, dealing with family or being closer to your, your wife or your kids or any extended family member or friends. It's given us the opportunity to look at the adjustments that we need in our life and make those changes. Today, we're going to talk about one individual that made a drastic change. And to say a drastic change is an understatement. This individual was faced with the challenge that totally changed his outlook, what he believed, and his future and his destiny. Today we're talking about the Apostle Paul. If you're following along with us in your Bible, we'll be in Acts chapter 9, verse 1. Now, before we get started and we talk about Paul's change and what Paul was actually faced with, I want to talk to you for a minute about the timeline here and give you a little bit of a, a backstory. The book of Acts is normally qualified as the Acts of the Apostles. It's what happened after the four Gospels, what Jesus, you know, as Jesus walked here on earth, we have this in the Gospels. And the book of Acts is what the apostles did afterwards, after they knew and had seen the risen Christ and had seen Jesus ascend to heaven and what they went out and did. And what we see with that, with each individual person, we see tax collectors, we see fishermen, we see these people running out to the ends of the earth to share the gospel, to tell the story of what they said so that other people may believe and be saved. They witnessed something that was transforming, that transformed their lives. And when we talk about the book of Acts being the Acts of the Apostles, really what the book of Acts is is the Acts of the Holy Spirit. You know, we must remember that the book of Acts starts with Pentecost, where Jesus tells them before he ascends to heaven, he tells his followers to go and to wait. And they go and they wait and they wait, and he tells them that they would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And once they are filled with the Holy Spirit, then they are equipped to run to the ends of the earth to proclaim the gospel. Now, one thing that's interesting for people that might not know is that Paul, the Apostle Paul, and we must remember Paul is credited with writing at least 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament. But Paul wasn't one of Jesus' 12 disciples. In fact, we see in the book of Acts that Paul is a Christian killer. Paul was there when Stephen was martyred for his faith in the book of Acts. In fact, Paul goes by the name Saul, which was his Hebrew name at the time. But Paul has an encounter. 
as I mentioned, that totally changes the trajectory of his life. That is a one-on-one meeting with the risen Christ. Now, I want to say this. We, we always hear about, well, if you had one hour to sit down and talk to somebody, who would that person be? You know, actually, this week I saw a meme on Facebook, and there was a, there was a picture of a bench, and it said, if you had one hour to visit with anybody that's ever lived, who would you want to visit with? And, of course, the first person I thought is, well, of course, Jesus. And I thought, well, what if, what if not Jesus? Who would be the next person that I would want to visit with? And I had several thoughts. One of the thoughts I was, was, was about my father. My father passed away in October of 2012. And, and I thought, well, maybe it would be him that I would want to, to sit there and visit with and have that opportunity for one more hour. But then, but then I thought, once I get to heaven, I'll have that opportunity. But what about the people that are here? And very quickly, I came to the revelation that I thought, no, I would want to sit on that bench for one hour with the Apostle Paul. I would want to get revelation and understanding of Scripture that would equip me, that would help me understand the Holy Spirit, understand Jesus more so that I could speak life into people so that people could understand that life and understand that truth and accept Jesus. And we see here in verse 1 of chapter 9, this is, this is Paul, it says, but Saul. Now, I want to speak to that for a minute. Paul's original name, his Hebrew name is Saul. Paul uses in his, his epistles, he uses the name Paul. It seems to be the name that Paul preferred. And the reason for that is, is the Latin version of the name Saul, which is, has a Hebrew base, his Latin version is Paul. And Paul would have been more recognized by the Gentiles. And for those that might not know, Gentiles are people that are non-Jews. And Paul's ministry, his missions, were to the Gentiles. In fact, Paul was commissioned with taking the gospel to the Gentiles. So Paul took on the name so that he would be more approachable, probably, or that he would relate more to the Gentiles for them to understand kind of a backstory of who he was. It says here in verse 1, But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for the letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So basically what he's saying here is that he went to the high priest and he asked that if if he finds anybody that is a Christ follower, anybody that's a Christian, that he can basically arrest them and then bring them back so that they can face trial, persecution, and probably death. It says, now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. It says that the men who were with him, that were traveling with Paul, stood speechless. They heard the voice, but seeing no one. You see... The Bible goes on to tell us that Paul was blinded. 
And he had to be led to Damascus by these men that were with him because he couldn't see. And then it tells us for three days, Paul prayed. He was blind for three days. He prayed. He didn't eat anything. He didn't drink anything. Then there was a follower of Jesus named Ananias. And Ananias was in Damascus. And Jesus told Ananias, the risen Jesus told Ananias to go. Go to this man. And Ananias actually has a conversation and says, this is the man that that persecutes Christians. And he says, no, he's going to be a follower of mine. Go and pray for him. And we see that Ananias goes and, and, and he prays for him. And when he prays for him, it says that like scales fell from Paul's eyes and Paul's sight was restored. And then it tells us that Paul stood up, he was saved, he became baptized, he was a follower of Jesus. Think about that for a minute. You have a Christian killer. Someone who is on the road headed one specific direction to go do something. With everything, with all of his being, with with not just a job, but also what he believed was his religious duty to go do. He is faced with something that transformed his life. Something that changed his life where he realized, I am headed the wrong direction. With God's power, I need to turn and go the opposite way. And this is what we see with Paul. If anyone ever questions the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have to remember the story about Paul, a Christian killer who then went on to write half of the New Testament. What an amazing story. Verse 20 says that he began to proclaim Jesus in synagogue, saying Jesus is the Son of God. Paul made that change. It's almost as if you can think there was this Saul to Paul change. Now, God didn't change his name. Some people believe that. That's not what happened. But just as he used a different name so that he could relate, he had this moment where everything that was important, everything that he thought was right was turned on his head. And he acknowledged the change that needed to be made. And this wasn't easy. Some might think, well, that's easy. He saw something and they turned. You have to remember all of Paul's friends were in the same line of work that he was. Everything that Paul believed was transformed and changed in a moment. And without fear, Paul made that change. Paul turned and made that change. couldn't have been easy it couldn't have been easy with the with the religious authorities it couldn't have been easy with all of the humble pie that paul must have had to eat in fact paul says in first corinthians that he is the least of the apostles he says in fact i'm not even worthy to be an apostle after the way that i persecuted the church once again an amazing grace of God to use somebody. So my question to you is, what do you think Paul thought? 
Those moments when Paul was praying for those three days while he was blinded and he was faced with Jesus and and knew that everything everything that he believed to be right was wrong. What thoughts do you think Paul had? With the changes that need to happen in your life, can you put yourself in Paul's shoes? Can you see how you might have to eat humble pie to make a change? When we look at making changes as Christians, and we all make changes, some of us take more time to make the changes that we know we need to make, Sometimes we're like Paul and we're faced with maybe not such a dramatic situation, but a situation that faces us where we know we need to make a change. Where we know our way of beliefs are not right. Our actions are not right. And we need to make a change. One of the first steps that we have to do as Christians is to filter that through the Holy Spirit, filter that through the Word of God. We have to ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? Faced in our situation, faced in our scenario, in every aspect of our life, we must ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? And that's what we should do. And then after that, if we have questions, that's when we should seek the Word of God, and then we should seek the Lord in prayer of what we should do. For many of us, we have We know we have things that we need to change. We've been making excuses for these things that we need to change. Maybe during lockdown, you were faced with a change that needed to happen, and you still haven't made that change. We worship a God that is a God of change. We worship a God who doesn't take the strongest, the smartest, the best able person to go out and to do God's will. And that's with every action of our life. That's not always spreading the gospel to the world. Maybe it's spreading the gospel to your family. Maybe it's loving on that one specific person in your life. Showing them grace. Showing them love. I don't know what it is. I don't know what your change is that you need to make. And some of us... Change is hard. But I want to remind you that by the power of the Holy Spirit, anything can be done. Anything can be done. So as you take a minute and you think about what are the changes that need to be made? What is God leaning on me? What is the Holy Spirit? Remember, the Holy Spirit is, is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit will tell you. Hey, you should stop that. Hey, you should. And it's not always about stopping. Sometimes it's about starting. What is the change? I want to take an opportunity. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you to have strength and courage to go and to to make that change. The, The fortitude to continue through that change. And then after that, there might be some people that your ultimate change is you need to follow Jesus. I want to talk to you and pray for you about that as well. Please join me in prayer. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you that that you use people that are available, that you don't necessarily use the 
the best, the smartest, the strongest person, but that you use people that are available. And Lord, we want to be available. We want to, to share your love, your grace, your mercy. We thank you for that love, grace, and mercy. And we want to share it with other people. We want to share it through our actions, through the motivation and the things that you, you push to us for us to pursue in our lives. Lord, I pray that as we reflect on the change that needs to be made in each one of our lives, I pray, Lord, that you give us the strength and the courage to make those changes. I pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are moved to be able to make those changes, that we don't look back. Not only for those things that we need to quit, but for those things that we need to start. Sometimes it's just making the decision and sticking to it. Sometimes there's more that's with it, Lord, and we just know that the power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside each one of us. And then no matter how big a mountain may look like or, or, or how big a task may appear or how small it may appear, we know that, that you are there and that your, your pow- the power of the Holy Spirit will suffice. We pray, Lord, that you would help us make those changes, that you would keep us focused and diligent to make those changes. We thank you so much, and we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Now, if you have never made the decision or made the change to follow Jesus, maybe during this message you you thought about change and thought about heavenly things, I want to tell you this. Jesus came to this earth so that we could have life. That we could have life in Him. You see, from the very beginning of history, man sinned. And our sin separates us from a perfect and holy God. And it doesn't matter how many good things that we run out and do right now. We can do great things. We can do good things and we should do those. But it doesn't make up for the bad things that we have done. We have already failed. And we already stand in judgment against God for the things that we have done right. Wrong. But Jesus came to make all of that right. He came. He lived a sinless life. He died and rose from the dead, defeating sin and death so that anyone who believed in Him and repented of their sins would be saved. Would be able to spend eternity in heaven with Him. So my question for you today is not this. There are many evangelists that say, do you want to go to heaven? And that is the wrong question. The right question is this. Do you want to follow Jesus? And if today you want to repent of your sins and you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you believe that Jesus came to this earth, He lived a sinless life, He died and rose from the dead, if you believe that, you can be saved. There is no special or specific prayer that any person can pray. It is a change of heart and a declaration of your faith. So I will invite you to pray so that you can declare with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord. If that's you today, please join me in prayer. Repeat this after me. Father, forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That He came to this earth and lived a sinless life. That He died and rose from the dead as payment for my sins. 
Please forgive me of those sins. Thank you for saving me. I will follow Jesus all the days of my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, we want to hear from you. Please message us. You can email us or you can message us so that we can pray for you, so that we can rejoice with you on your decision to follow Jesus. Thank you so much, and God bless you.